0: Hello, brothers and sisters. I'm glad to be with you to start a brand new week of teaching. This week, we're going to talk about covenant. Covenant. The word covenant means agreement. I could title it the New Covenant or the New Testament. You had the Old Agreement or the Old Testament, and you got the New Agreement or the New Testament. I also looked up the word "testament." See what I would do? What I do is, and I, I challenge you to do these things too. Take words out of the scripture, type it into your phone, like I typed in "testament," and then I typed in "definition," and the definition um, says it's a person's will, especially when it pertains to personal property. It was two definitions, and um. The other one pretty much mean the same thing as the first one. Like I might say, man, that's a testament to him working out. He got biceps. That's a testament to him working out. So in the second definition, it's used in that manner. I can see that he's been running because it's a testament to him running because his speed and got faster. So is is it's an act or something to prove that something has been being done. So you got covenant and you got the word Testament. So you all have heard of the Old Testament and the New Testament. Or you could rather say the Old Covenant and the New Covenant. The scripture uses them both. Father, Lord, as I teach on this lesson of covenant, Lord, cause the spiritual ears of my brothers and sisters, Lord Jesus, to receive revelation, to receive wisdom and understanding. And Lord, advance us spiritually, Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus. Now, the reason I'm teaching on this, because God does not break covenant, or God does not break his agreement. When God makes an agreement with a person, he does not break the agreement. Now, we are the ones that break the agreement, but our God is a, so merciful that he has set up ways for us to get back in covenant if we break the agreement and even when we break covenant and break agreement the consequences for breaking that agreement don't come necessarily right away you have to really just be doing a lot of crazy stuff you know what i mean because god always try to correct you first for him to release the consequences of breaking agreement see Agreement is, as you know, like you got lights. Everyone I'm listening to, I believe, got lights at your house. Well, they, they agree to give you power, electricity, and you agree to pay them at the end of the month. I believe you, you first, sometimes you first get it cut on, you might have to put a deposit in, but you use the electricity all month, and then you have to pay them when they see the bill by a certain date. Well, if you don't pay them, you know they don't come cut your lights off right away. They normally await await about about 30 to 60 days. Then they'll come put you in the dark. Sometimes they'll let you make a partial payment. But they don't necessarily put you in the dark right away. You have to just really break covenant or break agreement for them to come put you in the dark. Well, God even more so God is a loving God. I hear people say sometimes God won't put more on you than you can bear. Well, we've been giving God the credit for stuff that the devil has been doing. God has never put stuff on you. You remember even with Job, you know, God didn't put those sicknesses on Job? If you'll go back and read it, uh, the devil put the sicknesses on Job. He said, Have you considered my, uh, God asked him, Have you considered my servant Job? And then all uh, the enemy said, "Well, let me let me smite his body, let me do this, that, and that to him. Then he will obey." But it wasn't God who was putting it on him. After the trial and the tribulation was over with, God was the one that gave him double for his trouble. God has come in the form of Jesus Christ to the earth to undo what Satan has done by offering His blood as a sacrifice for your sins. Hallelujah. Well, the life is in the blood, according to Leviticus 11, I think it's, um, i find it, in, uh, I think it's 13 and 11 or 11 and 13, i find it. But it says that the life is in the blood and the blood is given for an atonement. Hallelujah. So under the new agreement, Jesus has died on the cross. To, to make an atonement for our sins. And if the, the way we enter into that agreement in the New Testament is to confess Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. One place in, in Romans 10 and 9, it says that thou shalt confess with thy mouth and shall believe with thy heart that God has raised Jesus from the dead, you shall be saved. For the mouth confession is made unto salvation, You know, it may uh, for the mouth confession is made and with the heart, man, believe it unto salvation. So with your mouth, your mouth, you make confession to Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, and you enter into a blood covenant. Now, the covenant works this way. You have sinned, you have disobeyed scripture. You have not done what God has told you to do. And Jesus came to the earth. God in the flesh, and died. See, the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. Jesus came to the earth, God in the flesh, and died, lived a perfect sin-free life, and he died as a sacrifice for your sins, that if you should believe on him, you should not perish, but have everlasting life. So, so, Hey, you know, you know, it's in the third chapter, John, it said, for God so loved the world that he did what he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believing in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Now, I want to show you that first. I know it's elementary, but I want you to know how you enter into the blood covenant. You enter in by confessing Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Jesus is. Uh, Uh, entered in by the blood he shed his blood for your sins and the way you partake in this covenant is you confess him as Lord and Savior now part of the covenant is let's go to uh, 1 Peter 2 24 it says who his own self it's talking about Jesus bear our sins in his own body on the tree. What did Jesus do? He bear our sins in his own body on the tree. See, that we being dead to sins. Now, because he received your sins in his body on the tree, now you are dead to sins. Your job is to say whatever Jesus said. Say, I am dead to sins in the name of the Lord Jesus. Say it again. I am dead to sins in the name of the Lord Jesus. You must say what Jesus say. This is how you enter into covenant. You you make him your Lord and Savior. That means you're going to say what he say. You're going to parrot what he parrot. He said that you are dead to sins. Stop calling yourself sinful. Even if you're sinning, you must confess that you're dead to sins because you will become what you say. Let me say that again. Even if you're sinning, you must say that I am dead to sins because you will become what you say. The Bible says you should live unto righteousness. Say it. Say, I live unto righteousness. I live unto righteousness. Say it again. I live unto righteousness. Now watch this. By whose stripes ye were healed. Say this. Say, I am healed by the stripes of Jesus. Because you have confessed him as Lord and Savior. You are already healed by the stripes that went on his body. Now I heard uh, my pastor say last Sunday. There's a a couple in the church. uh, One of them 92, the other one 88. Say they take communion every day. They're healthy and all that. Why? Because they're reminding God of the agreement. The the bread represents his body. By whose stripes you were healed. The blood represents that he buried your sins in his body on the tree, that you being dead to sin should live unto righteousness by whose stripes you were healed. Now you have to remind yourself and the Lord of the covenant to keep it activated. I got a lot to say. I only begun. Be blessed.